Stay a while and listen. Ladies and gentlemen, once you notice the truth, you never can forget it. It's possible to convert from a lie to the truth. But I never heard of anybody once having found the truth going back to a lie. Welcome to the Foolcast. My name is Case Niggler. Good to see you. Uh, I'm here with Ghost. Say hello. Hello. How you doing, guys? I'm here with Sweet Billy. Say hi, Billy. What's up, chickens? So what we doing? Well, shit, man. I don't know. It's uh, you know Thanksgiving week. It's been kind of a relaxing time with family. A lot of sports ball, a lot of turkey. Uh, not a lot in the news other than uh, you know, avoiding black terrorism. But um, how are you guys doing? What's going on with you guys? You know, playing some Minecraft and <laughs> uh, working, talking to the boys. Um, not taking substances or drinking alcohol. <laughs> good, good. Billy, I have, I have not been sucking on toes or accepting any feet pics. So. Okay. That's my devices are under control. Well, that's a uh, that's progressing forward. <laughs> yeah, Bill's been into the woods this past weekend. Apparently, he felled him a hog, and he's he's looking for those uh, pointed white tails. Yeah, I'm looking for any kind of split tail I can find. Um, you know, but white tails is you know they're more legal to shoot. What'd that hog look like? Oh. It was black. It It looked like a nigger. (laughs) That's why. Can you do that that shit that those crazy motherfuckers do where they just hunt them with the dogs and the knife? Yeah. Oh, dude, could you imagine me jumping out of a fucking tree branch, butt-ass naked, some more pain on my face? Yes. I can't absolutely imagine that, and I love it. My fucking beard flowing in the wind. Just <laughs> it's like covered in dirt. Yeah, dude, huge fucking erection. Just <laughs> the dirt is the camouflage, so he blends in with the tree. Yeah, and a scent cover because I've been on a meth bender for a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the best way to hunt. I've only ever uh, gotten out and shot birds. I never shot anything big. Dude, deer hunting will change your life, man. Don't do it. It's it's worse than hooking up with an art hoe. Oh, no, not an art hoe. Yeah, I don't recommend the latter there. Uh, but, Bill, I actually, funny you should bring that up. I was talking to my uncle over the holiday, and he's totally willing to lend me his to come hunt with you sometime. So, we got to do that. Oh, shit. I mean, that's cool. You can, get, you can do that. I, I mean, I got hardware that you could borrow from me, too, but it's cool. Whatever. All right. That's cool. Yeah, I want to get. You mean an airsoft rifle? That's right. (laughs) We do not own firearms. No, we don't. We don't. No one owns a firearm. That's right. We're sort of pellet guns, BB guns, that sort of stuff. And a potato gun. Just want to piss them off and run. You know. I got Nerf guns. (laughs) Epic. Oh shit. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought I hung up. Damn, that was gonna be that was gonna ruin my day. It's gonna ruin the episode, Bill. So we don't have a lot of prep, but uh, we got a couple things to talk about. I don't know, Bill. You want to start out with what you were thinking about Blair White mainly? Yeah. <laughs> you mean Bob White, Robert White? <laughs> That's 
That's his given name. He does have <laughs> a nice set actually? of bolt-on tits. Yeah, it is. It is Robert Robert White. Why do you know that? I know, every, <laughs> I know everything about conservative America's favorite trans 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 gir, gir, well, trans guy. Well, I mean, when you're a an OnlyFans member, you get the exclusive details on your model, right, Bill? That is true. <laughs> the only conservative butthole you'll ever need. <laughs> He does. He's got a he's got a great set of bolt on tits. Like uh, I wonder if the nipples uh look good. All off. <laughs> right? I wonder if the nipples are just like fucking hacks of salami just fucking tacked on there. <laughs> well dude, I, I, like it's funny. A lot of those um uh, like trans people who get like mastectomies and shit, um they like they'll fuck up the surgery and it happens like so much. There was a uh, some article about it. And they, it was like some tranny who'd gotten her tits cut off and she was all upset because her nipples got put on sideways. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, they get put on all fucked up and, uh, you know, then they just have these like horrific, uh, you know, dangling pieces of like sewed on meat uh, that are not symmetrical and, and they get really upset. Have you seen that subreddit, the D, like a D transition or whatever? It's just like a whole subreddit full of like uh, trainees who regret it. <laughs> and they're just like all talking about how they want to kill themselves now and how, uh, you know, they like feel their genitals even though they're not there anymore. Uh, it's, like, it's, it's like phantom testicles. Yeah, yeah. It's like phantom <laughs> Lynn syndrome, but like phantom, phantom dick syndrome or whatever. It's. <laughs> It's fucking disgusting, dude. God. No, I, I heard Cantwell had a guy on years ago that had gone through that whole experience and then detransitioned. God. So Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Imagine. In his case, his gra- he was raised by his grandmother, and she liked to dress him up in dresses. Oh, God. What a and bitch. He, he got more attention when he was dressed up in a dress, so it fucked his whole life. From who? From his, from his grandmother. Yikes. Yeah, so it made him, like, you know, confused about his gender, like, on a very primal level based on acceptance by family, by loved ones. That's disgusting. It makes me sad. It's really bad. Yeah. You can only imagine the psychology of that bitch that did that to him. But, you know. Then, of course, he was also molested by an uncle and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a given. It always happens. Right. Imagine. Little kid wearing a dress in a fucked up family, and the next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah, if if uh, if I ever, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Foul. No need to go there. Yeah. Cool. Well, I just wanted to talk uh, briefly. I know everybody's talking about the terrorist event, the Black Lives Matter douchebag in the SUV, um, and of course NJP going out there Sunday and reminding everybody after their team ball in Turkey that this is still an issue. And it sounds, just based on what I've heard, like they got some good uh, feedback from locals and stuff like that. And I just, I mean, it's kind of a tired cliche to say, uh, what if the shoe were on the other foot? But, I mean, just think about it. We're coming on the trail of the Unite the Right, uh, you know, uh, lawsuits and everything. FBI is out there telling everyone the biggest threat to our democracy is white supremacist terror. And then this happens and they just don't even want to address it because it kind of unfolds the whole narrative. And... So, yeah. Yeah, they don't want to mention it at all because, you know, they 
you know, it, it wasn't necessarily a victory because they're honestly not getting very much money out of the Charlottesville guys. Um, no, no. But, uh, yeah, you know, they, they they tell they tell us how bad we are and they tell everyone else how bad we are and then some nigger goes down and mows down a bunch of gr- grannies and fucking children. Um, and uh, there was a, a couple of boys, a couple of good boys who... Uh, called the sheriff's department and you know said they were journalists and they wanted to get his uh get the police chief statement because i'm sure you guys have seen like you know the police chief in like a majority this was in the article striker but in a majority white city the police chief is a, a black black lives matter supporter who made his officers go bend down on a knee in front of all of the protesters sure sure oh i'm shocked really yeah. Yeah, yeah, and w- w- one press conference and done. We, this is all we have to say about it. We don't know his uh, motivations, and that's it. Have you know? Have a good day. Yeah, so, despite the, the you know social media posts and et cetera. Yeah, and the media, quote unquote, uh, that's supposed to care about a story. Of course, in this case, doesn't doesn't want to touch it because why? Would yeah, this they? is this would be like you know this is like one of the biggest stories of uh, the year, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know. No one's chomping at the bit for that one, for sure. No, Will to Rise is the only group that's really covering it. Those are our guys, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that it's a, it's a, something that needs to be hammered home. We need, you know, it's great that, you know, people are uh, not letting it go and really covering it in a way to force it. We talked before, I was just listening to some prior episodes that I haven't heard in a while, and uh, we talked about things. Uh, you know, filtering down through the zeitgeist, our guys talk about stuff that is just no one else is talking about, and we force the Republicans to have to answer to something that really is pissing people off. I love to hear that the local representatives had to address it, not not only like as they were there, but like they're just leaving and they're finding out they, are, they had already put out a public statement that these guys are not from the area or whatever, and they refuse to name them. And you know, oh, of the for NJP, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Of course, they refuse to name him. Yeah, I mean, there's like I said earlier, there's the uh, you know kind of gatekeeper conservatives like Lord Whiskey who mentioned it, but of course she didn't know who the group was, and I doubt she would have mentioned it if she did know. Right. Um, but I mean, all those people are good for is is the uh, whoa, whoa, based or whatever you know, kind of uh, groiper type audience, I guess. Groipers yeah. love Lauren Whiskey. Well, your uh, your normie Republican knows this is a, a a terroristic attack by a black nationalist against white people, and then they if they cover it up, it's just like you know what do people do with that? I guess is the thing that they're having to damage c- control so hard right now that it, there's a lot of risk and liability for them doing that. Uh, as far as turning people, people are already. I mean, we talked before about Q and how people are waiting for two more weeks. You know. And then when that wears off and then this happens and then, you know, uh, maybe they're not following. Maybe they followed Rittenhouse. So they were uh, flying high on that, but maybe they didn't follow Unite the Right. But it doesn't matter. What matters is that whites are aware they're under attack and that they're, you know, the government doesn't seem to give a shit. And in fact, they're targeting them. I was just talking to someone about Rittenhouse earlier and um, it was it it was infuriating um, to see how many. Even if our guys, and I mean, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about our guys, but a lot of our guys uh, 
were so mad that Rittenhouse said, oh, no, it wasn't about race yeah. uh, or whatever, or that he, you know, said he supported the BLM movement. But no, no one knew what this kid's ideology was. He's a, a kid. Nobody knew what his uh, political leanings were. You know, all all we knew was that he shot some dudes and, you know, defended himself. Like, the people who made this about, you know, and, and in a way it is about race, but not with Kyle. Uh, but the people who made it about race with Kyle as a personality uh, who got mad when he said he supported, you know, black people protesting. Like, what did you really think? Uh, like, did you really think that this kid was some white nationalist who was just like, you know, oh, fuck these kikes and mowed them down. Like, they put this ideology into his head and disappointed themselves when he said, you know, he did not say the narrative that was in their head. It was retarded. Um, it was never about Kyle. It was never about the kid's ideology or what he believed. It was about, you know, the right to defend yourself against these crazy people. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I, it's funny to me because I saw something about him taking a photo with some guys where he's throwing up the uh, OK symbol. Yeah, it was like some it was like some proud boy thing. And I, I it was, he talked about that on the Tucker Carlson interview, I think, or something like that. But it was like something his um, his previous attorney, Lynn Wood, who I guess, you know, from what I understand, legitimately did not have his best interest at heart, like wanted him to go to this event or something and. Uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, like Rittenhouse was like, yeah, it was a total mistake. I shouldn't have done that, but it was under direction from my previous lawyer. Um, and you know, it was a, another his lawyer, another guy who wanted to use him for some for a political cause uh, other than self defense. Well, that's uh, what I think is that the reason why he's now coming out signaling so hard in the other way is because the attorney's trying to mm-hmm. p- position for the best possible outcome for a potential lawsuit against. I saw he's like suing Joy Reid and The View and whatnot for millions of dollars now. Did you see this? No, but I I hate The View with a passion as everyone should. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if that's the the angle, then you can understand it because he's trying to get some money. But at the same time, uh, it's kind of shitty. I get it. He should have taken his lawyer's advice and changed his name and appearance and left, you know, forever. Like, because, you know, all these... It's it's sick, and it just shows how terrible Republicans and conservatives are, because you know they're all doing everything they can to get their disgusting claws on this kid. Um, oh yeah, and you know it, he should just dip out and, and live his life, uh, and hopefully come to the realizations we've come to. But we can't force that on a you know a kid who who just had you know a traumatic ordeal like that. I just uh. It just made me really mad to see people, you know, disappoint themselves by uh, saying like, oh, I can't believe that Kyle Rudolph said that, you know, it's it's retarded. All right. So the news came out about that 24 hours ago and I just posted a link uh, apparently within the last hour. We've been fact checked and uh, that did not happen. So (laughs) what didn't happen that he sued Joy, Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah, I hadn't heard about it. Funny. I don't know. You know, who knows? The whole thing just kind of stinks. Like, uh, you're right, though. At the end of the day, it's about people being able to defend themselves in their own neighborhoods. And that's the victory that needs to be concentrated on. But but mm-hmm. also there's kind of this meta narrative that Kyle's some, some sort of uh, hero for the cause. And he's just not like he was, yeah. he was. He was always just a kid. I mean, he was out there like giving medical services to 
Black Lives Matter activists, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. So I think the real heroes for the cause here are the McMichaels, because as much yeah. as the Rich House verdict was, you know, big boon, big fucking gust in our sails, uh, you know, the McMichaels, all, all three of those guys going up uh, <laughs> for the exact same fucking case. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing as the Rittenhouse case. You're right. Dude tried to take his gun. Homeboy shot him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exact fucking thing. So, you know, those guys are the real heroes because they're fucking martyrs for the cause. Yeah, I mean, they would have been, uh, you know, off, uh, off and free if, uh, what's his name, the guy hadn't shown that video. Well, and his his I neighbors right. threw him under their neighbors threw them under the bus mm-hmm. in ways that were just ridiculous. It's really sad. Um, I, I listen to WSB as I I don't normally do because I can't stand it. But the, when the when the verdict was announced, I turned it on, and you know Eric Erickson had some guy in for him, and he had just kicked somebody off the air for uh, pointing out that you know the jogger had been well known in the neighborhood to be out there like you know scoping uh you know basically yeah. like like casing the neighborhood. like five times yeah yeah and and he threw the guy off the air and said like you know i'm a conservative i'm a constitutionalist i'm you know for freedom and they were the one basic freedom we have is not impeding on somebody else and it's like okay so you're just gonna ignore the fact that this guy basically was well known in the community to already have been you know a jogger up to stuff and the neighbors knew that and these guys had the gumption to go out there and confront him and maybe they made a mistake. They should have just trailed him until the cops got there. You know, I'm not going to like pass judgment on how they handled it because honestly, this, this Negro like attacked them and tried to grab the gun out of the guy's hand and basically pulled the trigger on himself. I mean, I've, I've seen the video. You guys may have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, but Bill's right. It's the exact same case. Completely different outcome, and uh, conservatives are totally on board. They're willing to cel- celebrate Rittenhouse, but at the same time, you know these uh, these whites in the South were just out there trying to hunt them a nigger, right? That's what they we're supposed was to just, do. They was out there hunting some niggers. Mm-hmm. And they they admitted into evidence, uh, you know, dudes having a Confederate flag on their truck like that is proof of something. You know, if you love the South, if you're a Confederate. Uh, you know, minded person, or you're into the Civil War, then somehow you're automatically just a groid hunting psychopath. Of course, L- like Bill. You know, I mean, the the real, uh, obviously, you know, the real solution. No, is no, no. Just... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta address this besmirchment upon my character. <laughs> a besmirchment. That's right. Look it up. It's a word. I know what it means. I got to giggle that one. That's a big one. But, you know, I I can tell you, okay, from experience, that nobody goes out nigger hunting anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slow burning pyre, and the toll is getting higher. Put the coal. Onto the fire, for the Lord loves the hellfire to roar.
it's a low smoldering pyre and the quiet flame seems tired put a fag get on the fire for the lord loves his hellfire to roar if the city is tender an ar-15 is a flint in a heart for all that we've been through all the winter at gasoline and we'll have us a barbecue lord It's a cold smoking pyre Sodomites and liars Put the fuel onto the fire For the Lord loves his hellfire to roar His sin is a tender An AR-15 is a flint in my heart From all that we've been Burn it to cinders with gasoline and we'll have us a jam for free, Lord. Watch of the Mohicans is perfectly fucking historical accuracy. Let me know when you can pick me up. You can't tell me otherwise. I can't wait to go camping with you. James Cameron lied about the Titanic and it's all Rothschild conspiracy. This motherfucker lied about Avatar. He lied about Ferngully. He lied about Garfield, man. It is the holiday season, so everybody's in good cheer for the most part. Um, it is one of the widest times of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about the holidays, Ghost? Well, Thanksgiving was fun. You know, uh, a lot of family came in from out of town, which was nice last year being a uh, being a COVID ridden, we didn't have a whole lot of that. So it was nice to get uh, a record number of that side of the family together. There was a lot of nice. team ball, but there was also good quality time spent with family, which is, uh, which was my favorite part. What about you guys? Oh, we, uh, I was driving. Remember? Oh, that's right. You're on the road a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I had a family issue and, uh, was just on the road and, did go through some beautiful country though i mean uh going through like missouri tennessee kentucky man missouri i'm it's a you know it's got a you know whatever uh my meth heads reputation or whatever but man what a fucking beautiful state like the ozarks really um yeah man i'm like out in the ozarks it was gorgeous there's just like rolling hills with woods everywhere huge lakes uh it was just all in all this fucking cool and uh then going through like you know kentucky tennessee that's uh you know like appalachia country out there driving through the mountains and stuff it was oh yeah uh, it was unbelievable and it was crazy um like missouri is so is super white so pretty much every you know you stop in a say you know in atlanta or something like that you stop in a gas station it's fucking filthy you got monkeys outside smoking (laughs) black and milds uh right next to the door smoke's wafting in you're just like this is unpleasant yeah but 
man, everybody, you know, on our way there and back, uh, everywhere we stopped was just so fucking kind. It was all a bunch of, you know, just sweet country white folks. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's such a difference from what we're used to where we are. Uh, but everything was clean. Um, and everyone was just nice and, uh, had no hesitation asking you how you were doing. Uh, yeah. You know, if you, like there was, I was in this tiny town in the middle of fucking nowhere, and they were like, they were like, you passing through? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> just passing back home. And they were like, oh, well, you guys drive safe now. What was your, you know, why'd you come up here? And they just talking to me while they were checking me out. Just genuinely, you know, people you want to be around. Yeah. Instead of uh, shell-shocked whites in the urban areas who just hope you won't yeah. assault them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, these are these were people who had, you know, uh, you know, rebel battle flags up in front of their stores and stuff. And, nice. uh, you know, all, all of them almost looked like sundown towns. It was fucking great. Yeah, I've, I've never been to Missouri. I've been to uh, Kentucky and Tennessee a good bit. I had a friend who lived out in the uh, in the country in Kentucky. And uh, they uh, ended up moving to Louisville. And when Louisville. They, yeah, you have to say it Louisville. It's not Louisville, guys. So I say but, Louisville. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah, the locals call it Louisville. But uh, anyways, they um, this friend of mine, having lived in, in Louisville and hanging out with Negroes from there and then moving to Atlanta, uh, remarked that the, uh, the blacks in, in Georgia are so much more mean-spirited and they have like a mm -hmm. chip on their shoulder and they're just rude. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really funny because I hung out with them up up there in, uh, in Kentucky and I actually met one of their black friends. And the guy was just like a white presenting black guy, you know, like mm. he played pool and wore like clothes just like the white people did and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so based, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very based. But but it was just funny to me because like, you know, in, in Louisville, like you've got on the other side of the tracks, you got the black neighborhood. It's kind of like other cities like Orlando is yeah. like that and other cities but but yeah I had no idea the culture clash of coming to Georgia and just being like man slavery everywhere you know civil war memorials everywhere Jim Crow mm -hmm. stuff everywhere and it's kind of remarkable just the difference from state to state it's great mm -hmm. what about you Billy what'd you do for Thanksgiving man fuck man my Thanksgiving was terrible why is that uh I had to hang out with my uh, wife's brothers. Oh, she's always that. Uh, yeah, he told me. Yeah, I think he told me about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're felons, so they're assholes. Hey, I um, actually saw you on Thanksgiving. No, did I see you on Thanksgiving or did I see you the day before? No, you saw me on Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, at least at least you got to see your old boy. Yeah, I was dressed to death. <laughs> you were, did you say dressed? To, weren't we wearing the same thing? Yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> totally unplanned. I love it. We were both dressed enough. But yeah, dressed then I had to go and deal with uh, my wife's family. Oh, God. Oh, these people. You know, every time blacks like start talking about, you know, cave monkeys or whatever else they say, never learn how to bathe or anything. I always just kind of like look at my wife's family and I'm like, yeah yeah okay, okay. <laughs> oh no hey maybe you guys have a point okay <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm really looking forward to christmas you know halloween is a lot of fun i really like 
the fall, you know, Oktoberfest, Halloween, all that. It's really great. Uh, Thanksgiving's pretty comfy. I'm not a huge turkey guy, but I do like the casseroles and stuff. That's always good. Family's making like their special recipe cookies and all that. It's very, uh, very wholesome. But Christmas, really, Christmas is my my main my main holiday. It's just something about the end of the year. It's really cold outside. Christmas music, uh, you know, the smell of the uh, evergreen and and all that. It's very obviously very European, very white. And uh, anyways, it's just funny to me. Um, you know, that's one of the traditions that uh, that whites can't seem to let go because it is such a nice and such a European tradition. And, you know, obviously it's got Christian uh, implications. You know, obviously that's what it's based on, but it's very Germanic. And uh, anyways, I just love it. It's very funny to see uh, how our small-hatted friends react to it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, my family has known some, some Jews over the years that always go to Florida for Christmas because they can't stand to be around all the... Uh, the holiday cheer, you know, but, um, but I really enjoy it. It's something that I, uh, really get into with my family every year. What about, what about you, Bill? How you feel about Christmas? Oh, I've never been a big fan. Really? What? Yeah. I don't like it. Don't like Christmas. <laughs> nah, the lights, you know, all the bullshit. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. You should, probably shouldn't say anything else right now. <laughs> it feels the Grinch. Bro, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? It's like the whitest holiday of all. Yeah, sure. Sure it is. But, you know, I mean, come on, man. I gotta do lights. Man, fuck that noise. I think this is a... I think you're memeing or something. I hate it. He's <laughs> doing a bit, yeah. I don't like it. We're going to talk about the, no, consum- no. the consumerism of the holiday next. It's just really all about capitalism no. and, you know, showing. I mean, I guess if money. you want to be a contrarian faggot and not enjoy <laughs> something for once. <laughs> you, you guys are digging a lot deeper than what I am. No. Right, man, fuck the lights, man. I don't want to put lights up on my fucking roof. Yeah, but well, you don't. You don't have to put lights. You up don't have to. I mean, if we hit the root of this, I, I guess like someone is making. Oh no, no, no! We won't say. My who. wife makes me put lights on the roof. Well, there. Uh, well, there. That's yeah. That, so besides that uh, ordeal, you have to be put through. Um, <laughs> how, how do you feel about Christmas? Nah, I'm not a fan. Uh, <sighs> well, <All> right. <laughs> I guess. This, Are you this, kidding me? This... I love Christmas. Christmas <laughs> okay, see, that's it. I'm gonna kill you one day. I was getting depressed for a minute there, man. I was like, oh no. Christmas is when our Lord Jesus was born. There we go. You know, that's awesome. You know, just whatever pagan winter solstice thing you want to do. Yeah, yeah, do that too. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Christmas is is what it's all about man like yeah. that's the best spectacular end of the year like awesome program you can have like just a blowout party great and just like that the the like happy atmosphere of christmas is uh yeah. you know you just like can't i don't know you know can't get that any time of year where just you know being cold outside like coming in 
to the fire and stuff and uh you know there's always like some kind of goodies out that someone's making uh it, it's just the best plus you, you know you see your family and uh if you're able to to get to them i don't know if i'll be able to get down there this year but i hope so um yeah it is it is uh the best holiday by far yeah i love like getting older i love seeing the young kids and the family enjoying mm-hmm. it you know uh they're just a couple years old some of them and they're really getting into it uh you know talking about santa claus and you know that doing the whole like elf thing where the elf moves around every night the parents are doing that and uh elf on a shelf is yeah that that is? <laughs> yeah yeah it's just great man they they really they love it i mean it you know christmas is really for the kids but uh you know in a way it's we get to enjoy that multi-generational thing where you know christmas we, is for the white man that's right <laughs> ultimately yes so what was i trying to say um okay i don't know if i sent did y'all see that speaking of paganism stuff did y'all see that negress i posted in our chat last night the the <laughs> wannabe norse pagan negress yes her, uh, it's like she, but the thing is it's hilarious because she you know she she calls herself a shield maiden but she's just like fat disgusting negress with like skin tags uh but the thing is, is like she's missing one of her eyes. So I think the bit she's doing is like, you know, like oh my Odin, gosh, Odin. Odin. Yeah, Odin gave his eye for wisdom. So she's probably like, yeah, nigga. I was, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was Odin. That's what I did. Fuck, nigga. Yeah, see, I got all the wisdom. And she has like a a Discord link for her clan. She's like, if, if y'all want to join my clan, we 35 strong now. Uh, You know, all praise to the All Father and shit. Like, Man, I was just looking at all that shit last night, and apparently there's, like, a whole subgroup on TikTok, uh, and it's, you know, there's always there's always been those, like, Viking LARPers. They're, you know, oh, yeah. usually, like, you know, very big, strong, like, uh, Germanic-passing Anglos who braid their hair, get a beard, and suddenly they think they're a Viking. Um but there's like a black subset of them and it's so funny man it's incredible it sounds like somebody has a hbo subscription and has been watching vikings but um i wonder how she feels about odin hanging from a tree to find the runes you know uh-huh. <laughs> I, wonder if I wonder if she's read that deep into the lore <laughs> oh, i'm i'm sure she has i mean there was that video where um there was some other nigger talking about um you know Odin is for everybody. Odin went through all the nine realms. Odin traveled. You trying to tell me that there's <laughs> only white people in the nine realms? Like, what the fuck, nigger? Shut up. Yes, I am telling you that. That's right. <laughs> Fucking nigger. <laughs> yes, I am telling you. There's only white people in nine realms. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's only white people in Valhalla. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, this is the natural outgrowth of, of your bug black. You know, you get, you got your bug blacks. They've been feeding them uh, Marvel and comic books and shit. And now they're getting into HBO and Vikings. They watched, no, they just watched Thor once. Yeah, pretty much. Crazy. <laughs> but anyway, that shit was so funny. And that bitch, she, you know, puts her PayPal everywhere. Like, oh, please give me money, sir. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, for what, bitch? And, and, like, she was responding to all these things. Like, it's funny. Like, you know, uh, if we were like, 
oh yeah, uh, well I feel because their their whole thing was oh we feel called to North Norse paganism. All right, nigger, I feel called to Zulu. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's really sad. It's hilarious. It makes me want to blow my fucking brain. Out. <laughs> what else are we gonna I'll talk see. about, little ghost? Wait, what were you saying, Billy boy? If you feel called to Zulu, I mean, you know, it makes sense. I mean, that would be why you, uh, you know, are always trying to have sex with underage girls and stuff, you know? What? <laughs> no, That's what Zulus do. You know? No, Zulus fuck each other, bro. But, yeah. Niggas is gay. <laughs> exactly. Niggas is is uh, incredibly gay, dude. Have you? I watched this thing. Speaking of Zulus and uh, the horrible African scourge, um, there were these like white women, I guess, uh, and they were like sex tourists. And these like Zulu tribal warriors would go and like uh, try and fuck them, and like they'd get paid to like fuck these like middle aged white women, you know. It's like these white women who are like, it's like these nasty sex tourists. And they're all like these like super liberal women from Europe. And uh, it was disgusting. And they like have a rivalry with these like beach boys, like these African like beach boy guys who are always out there. So they're like fighting over this pussy. <laughs> it's like so funny, dude. Where did you see this? I don't remember. It was on YouTube. It was like a... Uh, white women's sex tourism or something like that and it's Jesus. Just, yeah, it's just talking about these Africans trying to get that pulse. Yeah. So what else we got? So yeah, um I was just uh thinking we might talk a little bit. I've been with the group for about four months now. And uh just thought I'd relay a little bit. You know, we started started this thing wanting to talk about the community we're building and uh you know, guys coming on and encouraging guys out there that may be listening to go ahead and get vetted and come hang out, you know, and I'll just relay that my experience has been very positive. Um, made a lot of great friends in a short period of time. It seems like can't believe it's been four months to be honest with you, but, um, I've had a lot of new guys join a lot of younger guys. Uh, we've got people hanging out in real life stuff on almost a weekly basis, if not a weekly basis, definitely a weekly basis. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's cool. The more guys that join, the more uh, we've got, got like clusters forming of guys that don't live too far away that can get together, you know, get a bite to eat, uh, you know, go play trivia. Um, you know, we got some hiking, camping trips planned. Uh, you know, we got music projects people are working on together and stuff. It's just really, it's a great community. Like so much going on that you all of a sudden you have your social life element kind of uh, you know, fulfilled. And it makes makes things a little easier. It makes it like I noticed that I've been feeling a lot calmer. At first, it's like honeymoon stage, and then and then you have that like you know gut feeling of oh shit, what have I done? And then and then you kind of walk that back, and then at some point you, you start to feel at peace with the idea that you have brothers you can talk to about stuff and mm. people people you can depend on. And uh, you know it kind of simplifies life a little bit. You don't begrudge the, the normie as much anymore because you don't have to have normie friends yeah you yeah if you don't want you don't to. have to be around them it uh yeah it quells the uh the fury towards the normie yeah you're not you're not gonna be out there uh you know 
showing your power level when you've got guys that you can show your power level to every day. You don't feel that you've got to, you know, uh, turn the uh, conservatard onto the 1488 or anything. <laughs> you know, you just kind of let it go because you're like, yeah, whatever. I've heard this shit before. I'm going to get back on the chat yeah, now. Like the, uh, <laughs> like the urge to, and everybody has that urge when they're new to this, at least like, you know, new IRL to this thing. Everyone has that urge to just fucking tell everybody what they have realized. Yeah. Everyone has it. I, I had it when I, you know, uh, got involved. And, uh, you know, I was, but like, the, it's funny because I've talked to a lot of people about that. And, you know, when people first get involved, they always do the most nonsensical shit, like try and red pill their like Indian gas station owner. And then they're like, well, he's based like, <laughs> you know, they're like talking to this, like, uh, you know, uh, Palestinian gas station owner. And of course he fucking hates the Jews, but like, you're right. just telling him about this and you're like, oh my God, he knows too. Wow. But cause, cause you're just that new and it's hilarious. But uh, once you're in for a little while and like you actually have friends and have been a part of the community, you're just kind of like, uh, you know, if if people are receptive to it, great. But I'm not going to try and force this on people anymore because I finally, you know, have people who understand me and shit. Yeah, it, but you, what you're describing is the desperate attempt to find anybody yeah. that can relate to in society. Yeah, desperate attempt for community. Yeah, and you know, it's I've, I've been lucky enough since hanging out uh, to have run into some some people that, for all intents and purposes, could have been normies. But uh, but you know, I I kind of slowly dipped my toe in the water and found out that actually they share a lot of the same beliefs and are actually pretty based. And um, so there are people that are out there that aren't involved. Uh, it's just very hard to find them, obviously. But mm -hmm. well, the the issue with. Uh, you know, and not necessarily just people vetted in certain circles, but uh, it's a lot of people know this stuff and uh, they're just, you know, so conditioned to not say anything about it. Like, I feel yeah. like there's so many people out there and I feel like even, you know, obviously we know that like, you know, shit libs know this stuff too. Um, oh, like, yeah. you know, they know about Jews running the media. The thing is, is like they, it's, they're just at such a point of denial and uh, of being like propagandized so hard that they will literally, they would literally rather die than say a bad word about, you know, a quote unquote marginalized group. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, we, we, in our area, this uh, group is probably like two years old uh, or no, probably, I don't know, Billy. How old is are we? <laughs> how old is our as our friend group? Probably no. going on three now, right? I think so. Um, yeah, I guess it is three. Uh, but yeah, and just in that amount of time, it's grown so much, and uh, so many like bonds have been created. You know, not just with with us three, but you know, we have a ton of guys. Yeah. Um, and so many people have literally, you know, met their best friends uh, through this thing, and it's it's fucking awesome. Uh, never would have thought that would have, you know, been how this turned out, but it's fucking fantastic. It is. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, this person I've been seeing recently. It mentioned to me that 
this this lady tells me that she thinks it's really messed up that women ruin everything. And I was like, <laughs> go on, please. So <laughs> she uh, just described, we were talking about how men used to hang out after work, you know, go have a drink or hang out in a you know cigar bar or something mm-hmm. that, that men have traditionally had like gentlemen's club things. And, you know, that's these days that has a filthy uh, condescension to it re- related to strip clubs and stuff. But it yeah, used to be yeah. that guys just hung out with guys, that guys were able to have like guy clubs and. Yeah, we talked about that in an episode, didn't we? Yeah, but you know, it's it's just funny because um, I think she appreciates that we have uh, something where men are able to talk to other men about what they're going on, you know, they have going on in their life, and because of the wide range of the age groups that we have in our thing, we've got some younger guys that have joined more recently that, you know, some of the older guys are able to really take on almost like a big brother role. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a lot of, de- you know, depending on each other going on, a lot of talking about sensitive stuff and and sharing, like, you know, the troubles of life and trying to help each other, you know, as best we can. And we got some real guys, you know, you guys especially, um, you know, but obviously other guys in our in our group, um, you know, just really, really great guys and supportive and encouraging people to be healthy and be sober and to get in better shape and to. You know, just to be better in general. Yeah, that's just a, that's the whole thing. Better. I was I was talking to our one of our mutual friends about this the other day, and uh, you know we were we were just talking about you know how since he's uh, you know gotten in this group and gotten involved uh, and you know actually taken the step to reach out IRL that um you know all he's seen is you know a culture of self betterment and. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I was like, well, yeah, man, I mean, that's that's what fascism is, isn't it? You know, wanting what's best for your people and for yourself. Um, you know, it, you have to do your best to embody the values of, you know, what you believe. And uh, I, I think a lot, you know, a lot of people in other ideologies, other, you know, whatever fringe or whatever uh, groups, uh, don't really do that, and I've seen that in you know our thing, uh, you know, or just our entire network beyond uh, even the U.S. More than anything, um, you know, our guys truly do work hard to embody the values that they preach, uh, and you just don't see that in very many other places. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I, the only other place I've really seen anything like it is maybe in religious groups. Mm-hmm. But but there sometimes you know it's based on the religion, so you get a bit of legalism, you get a bit of condescension mm-hmm. and judgment. You know, if you're not doing what people think you should be doing, then you get judged as being sinful and not right with God and stuff like that. So something nice about fascism or you know white nationalism or you know identity uh, sort of consciousness is that we really care about each other and we expect more from each other because we know we're capable of it. And that's just that's so huge. Like it definitely has made a big difference in my life. Even before being involved with this group, but doubly since, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, kind of, you know, not to get religious, but Jesus said, you know, you'll know them by their fruits. And I've watched a movement that I wasn't so sure about getting involved with, and I've watched men get better and make each other better. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so important, and it's uh, it's a very, very cool thing. And for any of you guys out there that, you know, are thinking about getting vetted, I'd would highly, highly encourage you to. You will not regret it. Absolutely. Get vetted. Yes, sir. And it, another thing I'm really liking, uh, I had no idea. I've been invited to uh, you know some chats and stuff with guys that are doing a lot of music. 
and um, it's really cool to see. I had no idea how much art our guys are putting out. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of black metal. Uh, I was surprised at how much incredibly well done black metal our guys have done. Uh, but al- also guys showing up, and I've only just heard about it. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't been to an NJP event yet, uh, hopefully next year. But I've heard guys are showing up with, like, trade crafts and things that they're making. You know, we've got publishing companies, yeah. Antelope Hill. We've got, uh, got you know, uh, Will, Will to Rise uh, Media. We've got a lot of art and a lot of talent and a lot of, uh, you know, people putting out very good uh, you know, content uh, on on many planes, and it just it's very. There's eager. also uh, the White Art Collective. I don't know if you've heard of that, but uh, Jack yeah. White Jack White's a, a part of that, and uh, he actually told me to tell you about that. I've almost for, I almost forgot, but uh, right, I gotta check that yeah, out. Yeah, there's a lot of. I think Hyrath is uh, involved in that too. A lot of you know, I love her. yeah, yeah, a lot of our guy musicians. They they do really good stuff. They had a a big, uh, or kind of a big music festival a few months ago, if I remember. I remember seeing it on Twitter, but um, they did yeah. great stuff. Yeah, I, you know, back in the meme war days, I got into Patty Tarleton and Byron De La Vandal and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of guys that did kind of like parody rap stuff, which isn't really my thing, but but I'm all about. I mean, if you want to have a cultural movement, you got to have some sort of uh, heart behind it, and we obviously have the passion and the heart and the uh, political activism NJP is doing is fat is fantastic. But there's there's a whole nother element, and that's the art. You know, to create a culture, there has to be like something that is explicitly of that culture in art. Mm. I think, and uh, so I'm very inspired to get involved in that. I've been doing some recording and stuff, and it's been a lot of fun. And, and of course, all the encouragement from our guys. Again, uh, the encouragement from our guys is something that's making that a reality for me uh, because yeah. of all the positive feedback. You know. So. Bandcamp is Ghost of the South, so everybody check out Ghost Bandcamp. It's very, very good. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic because uh, it's just another another way that we're able to break away from, you know, like the Jewish system and everything is like, it's it's crazy. I didn't, you know, whenever I got into this a long time ago, I didn't realize really how much like you know media there was that were. That was for us. Uh, yeah. You know, you, I didn't realize that, like, you know, there is, like, a – it's, you know, almost like a whole nother world in a in a good way. Like, you don't have to – you know, you, there's places to get your news. There's places to get your music. There's places to get your clothes. There's places to get fucking anything you would, you know, need that, you know, uh, 100% supports our guys. Uh, yeah, even uh, even soap I never and coffee. Realized. Like the yeah, even soap, soap and coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I forget like any, anything you can eat. And I mean, in certain areas, there's even uh, like you know, our guys' farmers markets too. I've uh, I've seen some stuff about that a while back. Um, Very cool. So yeah, it's especially the music because there's so much garbage out there, man. Like it is impossible oh. to turn on the radio uh, ever. I have, can't tell you the last time I actually turned on the radio. Well, that's the thing. I was I was just telling you this this past week that, you know, I, I don't usually listen to the radio, but my I had satellite radio and I just let it expire. I'm done paying the subscription. But, mm-hmm. you know, just just trolling through the uh, FM dial. I mean, the only thing that appeals to whites at all is some mo- some boomer rock, you know. And other than that, it's literally, and I'm not even joking. It's all uh, R&B, rap, and a couple of mariachi mm-hmm. bands in the higher end of the band. And and that's it. And so like the occasional country. 
Yeah, a couple country stations that are a lot of pop country. Maybe mm-hmm. you find one that has some older stuff that's okay, but but there's just a there's high demand out there. I mean, I I love music and I'm always looking for somebody else to listen to. And so like I love Jack White. Like he's fantastic. Case introduced me to him recently and I just fell in love. The guy is amazing. But you know, just like trying to find anything out there is it's just such toxic crap. Like everything that comes out is just about sex or drugs or materialism. You know, there's nothing that appeals to to our you know to whites. Not, nothing that appeals to anything wholesome or traditional or you have to go back and listen to stuff from the fifties or the sixties, uh, you know, classic stuff to yeah. find it. And uh, so I, lo- I love seeing that our guys are doing that. And I just, I, I couldn't encourage, inc- I mean, we have so many talented guys, guys, if you make stuff and you want to make it for our, for our people, you know, we can do the whole, uh, you know, ne- nepotism angle and, and we can, uh, you know, keep things within our own circles. Like, you know, buy, if you're going to get product to get it from our guys, you know, uh, that's how you can create a bit more uh, prosperity for the entire movement is by, you know, supporting each other. So, yeah, don't go to Walmart to get a new T-shirt, buy it from one of our guys or, uh, right. yeah, so anything you can imagine, you know, our guys have it. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a very blessed week uh i hope you have great plans for the holidays i hope you had a great thanksgiving um we love you guys again check out ghost band camp ghost of the south uh i don't know if it's dot bandcamp.com or however you yeah. do it but it's ghost yeah of the south. dot dot bandcamp dot, dot com perfect yeah. so check ghost out uh maybe throw him a couple of bones for his art if you enjoy it uh but other than that bless you guys Have a good day, night, afternoon. Much love. I usually like to take time with this segment and tell you boys a funny story or a joke. But today I want to do something a little different. As some of you guys already know, my father passed away earlier this year. So I'd like to take a little time to talk about my dad. You see, if it weren't for him, hell, I probably wouldn't even be here. Most of you boys probably wouldn't know who the hell I am. He was the first person ever told me that Jews run Hollywood and that niggers are despicable. But he was also a man who really imbued in me my true love and sense of wonder for the outdoors. See, some of my fondest childhood memories are times when He'd check me out of school early, take me out bass fishing, or go traipse through the woods and sit up in a tree stand. He was a strong, silent type. He never said much, but, you know, when he did, it was always something to pay attention to. And that's usually how it was out there. And we never got any big, huge trophy bucks or any record-setting bass. You know, none of that really mattered. We were out there doing what we loved. and You know, it shone through. You could tell. Hell, I remember one place we used to hunt. My cousin owned the place. Out in the middle of nowhere and had a cabin on it. And there weren't no deer on that property. I swear to God there weren't. Never saw none. Don't know why we hunted it for years. But, uh... 
But one day, my dad knew. My dad knew they were out there. And he'd always try to show me the signs and everything. He'd be like, see this? That means there's a big buck around here. And I never paid attention. I was a kid, right? But one day, he left my ass snoozing in the cabin. Man, he got out there well before the butt crack of dawn. Out there in some cold-ass temperature, set up in a tree stand and just waited and waited and waited. And sure enough, he shot the biggest buck he ever killed in his life. And He brought it back to the cabin and we cleaned it and caped it out for him and everything. He was happier in a hog and slop. And he never bragged about it. He never said nothing about it. But he just had that shitty grin on his face all day. Just could not wipe it off of his face. He was probably one of the proudest moments of his life besides watching me mature into a man, you know. <laughs> so that was the thing. He was uh he was an immaculate, consummate, all those other words, all those other ten dollar words, deer hunter. He loved it. And unfortunately, as he got older, he couldn't make it out in the woods anymore, much less climb up a tree stand. But every now and again, I'd bring him a piece of some backstrap or a couple tenderloin biscuits or something. And see him eat it, and his eyes would glaze over, and you could just tell he was reliving them moments just as much as I was. And he was just savoring the flavors of the past. He was a hard-working man. He never really did a whole lot for himself. Uh, you know, most of his vacation time that he'd save up at work, he'd uh, cash it all in and spend it on taking us on hunting trips or fishing expeditions and go out camping. He wasn't the type to uh, self-aggrandize either. Uh, he had a lot of important positions. Uh, and his work and everything like that, but you wouldn't have known it to look at the guy, you know. <laughs> he was one of the most humble people on earth, probably. And while I'll miss the old-timer and I'll miss all the funny stories that he would tell after a few drinks or were, were had, uh, I know that, you know, one day I'll see him again in the big food plot in the sky. And we'll probably pass around a bottle and relive some of them old days. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of people have regret that they didn't spend enough time with a loved one when they pass. I don't really have that. I know I spent a lot of time with them, a lot of quality time. I did a lot for them, especially in the last few weeks. So I don't have that regret at all. Mm. I really look forward to the day when we do meet again. But that is something I will beseech you boys to do. Everybody that's listening to the sound of my dulcet voice right now, call you folks. Call your grandparents if you still got them. You know, hell, if you ain't got anybody, uh, if they've already all gone and passed, you know, go sit with them at the gravesite. Spend a little money on some fresh flowers. You know? Take that time. Spending time with those people, it's important. It's important to them, but it's also important to you. And you're not really going to know how important it is until it might be too late. 
So God bless y'all and keep y'all. Hope y'all have a fantastic holiday season as we're uh, getting there. And call you folks. Amarillo by morning Up from San Antonio Everything that I got Is just what I've got on When that sun is high In that Texas sky I'll be bucking at the county fair Amarillo by morning Amarillo, I'll be there They took my saddle in Houston Broke my leg in Santa Fe Lost my wife and a girlfriend Somewhere along the way I'll be looking for eight when they pull that in And I hope that judge ain't blind Amarillo by morning Amarillo's on my mind